Hi and welcome back to Read with Annie. Now that we are done with the first week of January, and I hope it has gone well for you guys, and you are all healthy and happy and ah oh, well that's I guess wishful thinking for a lot of us right now. But anyway, I'm here to talk about a new book with you all. Um, well, it's not really new in the sense that it is not a latest release, but it's a book that I had started last year, December, in the last week of December, and I got around to finishing it today. And I thought of recording a podcast now, otherwise I might forget how I felt after reading a book like. You know, after you finish a book, the feelings are just there and they're raw, and you have a lot to talk about. But after a while, they just kind of fade, and you forget your words. So now, yeah, that's why I am here. And before we begin, because I feel like there might be a bit of a spoiler issue here, I will, re- I will um read out the Goodreads blurb of the book for you, so you can decide whether you wanna hear more about what i felt after reading the book or if you want to try the book out first or if you have already read the book and just want to like you know listen to what i have to say so here's the goodreads love for you the book is called the midnight library and is written by the british author matt hague i hope i pronounced his surname right Um he is also the author of the book called A Boy Called Christmas which was um recently adapted into a movie this 2021 well it's not really relevant but i thought you might be um interested anyway i'm reading the book description from goodreads now between life and death there is a library and within that library the shelves go on forever Every book provides a chance to try another life you could have lived. To see how things would be if you had made other choices. Would you have done anything different if you had the chance to undo your regrets? A dazzling novel about all the choices that go into a life well lived from the international best-selling author of Reasons to Stay Alive and How to Stop Time. Somewhere out beyond the edge of the universe there is a library that contains an infinite number of books each one the story of another reality one tells the story of your life as it is along with another book for the other life you could have lived if you had made a different choice at any point in your life while we all wonder how our lives might have been What if you had the chance to go to the library and see for yourself? Would you have any of these other li- would any of these other lives truly be better? In the Midnight Library, Matt Hicks' enchanting new novel, Nora Seed finds herself faced with this decision, faced with the possibility of changing her life for a new one, following a different career and doing old breakups. realizing her dreams of becoming a glaciologist she must search within herself as she travels through the midnight library to decide 
what is truly fulfilling in life and what makes it worth living in the first place. I never used an interlude before but I thought it might be a good idea now to differentiate between what I have to say and what the book description said. Anyway, now that we are back, um, what I wanted to say was that there might be some spoilers ahead. So, uh, well, I wouldn't be quoting any big incidents from the book, but just what i felt was the greatest takeaway and i guess why you should be reading this book so i don't really see any harm if you continue listening to me but if you are particularly sensitive about issues like this then i would recommend stopping now reading the book and then if you want coming back and listen to what i have to say that's all so when i first started reading the book the first quote that I said, between life and death, there's a library. Um, this quote was, how do I put it, very, very alluring. Um, and this kind of gives you a introduction or you could say an opening into the concept of multiple universes, parallel lives, and that concept of multiverse which is very confusing but has something to do with quantum mechanics quantum something i'm not that good with physics so can't help you with the technical definition for it but when i google the stuff the simplest explanation that i could find was that um in the concept of multiverses and the many world uh, interpretation of quantum mechanics i guess that's right wherein any action can have different outcomes basically uh, you could take an example of flipping a coin now in one of the worlds in let's say in your current world you are flipping a coin now the outcome can be either a head or a tail so depending on the outcome let's say you were to make you were to do something or even if even if you were not doing anything on the outcome the outcome itself because there are two choices here it bifurcates your current world into a world where there is a heads and the world where you get a tails so the actions you take don't or don't take in your life essentially splits up the universe where you do the opposite or rather do the actions differently say you want to as was with the protagonist of the book you could get married you could um, call off the marriage two days before the day or you could pursue masters you could not do anything and go on a totally different line like either way whatever choices you make it shapes your life and in the many worlds interpretation whatever choices you don't make shapes other lives in other universes where you leave 
um, differently and have different outcomes. So, like, if you have, if you are with me so far and you are thinking about it, you could, like, come to a conclusion that since we take different choices in life and those choices lead to different more choices, so there are, like, multiple divisions, multiple splits in the universes so technically what multiverse basically means is an infinite number of choices where an infinite number of you go through very very different lives so there are options out there but now what with the book is this that you get to experience those options you get to experience those lives nora said who is our protagonist um i'll come to this point later uh, but essentially what happens to our protagonist is that she gets to leave different lives to see how they would have turned out if she had not done or had done something like basically she got the chance to undo the regrets which she had in her in her main life so the book obviously attempts to simplify this entire concept of infinite universes and mul- no, rather multiverse concept into libraries and books and choices that are presented by taking a book by taking a book from this library and leading that book out reading the book out rather so Anyway, we would have loved a chance to undo all the messes we made in our lives, right? I hope you are here with me so far. Um, now let's talk about who Nora is and how she ends up in the library. Nora is the daughter of an Italian immigrant father and a half British, half Irish mother. As far as my guess goes, uh, she is in the book in her life. She is in her 30s somewhere. I guess mid-30s. I won't go to late 30s because that might disrupt the timeline. Anyway, um, she used to be good in her studies back when she was in high school. She was good in studies. She was good in music. And she was almost... Uh, on the verge of a professional swimming career and uh, she has also well she basically she opts out of the career but then later on she gets a bachelor's in philosophy now she has an older brother who was also a little musically inclined but then goes on to a very different path in his life her parents were very basically their parents were critical of them both but i guess since we are reading it from nora's point of view so i would go with her parents were very critical of her and now well they had the um they had their own dreams and their own aspirations which they kind of forced on her and the swimming used to be his um her father's dream basically her father was an athlete but couldn't pursue it so for an couldn't pursue it for some kind of uh, accident i guess so he 
was uh, very much keen on having his daughter pursue that dream of becoming a professional swimmer and participate in big tournaments like olympics and i guess olympics was the only tournament mentioned in the book so i would go with that and they are both dead now by the time by the first chapter of our no, first chapter of the book we get to know they are both dead and she has not coped really well with the situation um she was also engaged to someone but then she called it off two days before the wedding and um she had many dreams but well she couldn't pursue any of them like she wanted to become a glaciologist or ha- or a scientist or pursue her course in philosophy or something else something which was not basically somebody else's dream but well she didn't pursue either and she couldn't even finish what her parents or her brother or anybody else wanted her to do and that was mainly because um she was a afraid to let people down and b she was very insecure of her own abilities now in her main life in the life that we start reading about because there are many lives here so it's it's important to know that from which life and from which point of view we are talking right so in her main life nora was well she felt like a failure she was very insecure and her life well she felt was deeply unfulfilling like um she couldn't she couldn't fulfill any dream any achievement she had nobody in her life to love her nobody in her life who would need her so after her cat dies the only one who was dependent on her and and after losing some more people in her life some more people who she attract a home she interacted with she gives up on herself and she commits suicide which is how she ends up in the library so what the library essentially is is a sort of in between place like when you are neither alive nor dead like on the verge of dying well many people hypothesize this state as seeing heaven or maybe seeing your loved ones or seeing your life go through, uh, like the entire life in a flashback whatever have you have done so far so in this book the author presents the um concept of a library of a library which has infinite books in from and infinite choices and what happens in the library is nora as she enters this she is approached by her old high school librarian who guides her to who uh, basically introduces us and nora to the fact that since she is in this in between kind of a state she has the option of on going through her regrets and undoing them and seeing if 
some there is some other life which would have suited her more so nora through this goes on to trying different lives seeing out how they how she how her future basically turns out in all of those so now let's talk about what the library represents well firstly in the story itself nora tries to basically figure this particular question out that what the library really is and uh, throughout the book it's repeatedly said that the brain tries to simplify things it doesn't understand and this is a line that i've heard in a lot of places in a lot of books and a lot of science shows that uh where they give examples like if you were to let's say witness some kind of um speed racing but or you could say a hit and run case and if yeah if five or so people witness it and the investigator and a police official rather uh questions them about what their estimation is of this i mean estimation is of the speed of whatever car it was that went in front of them the answers would vary depending on how the inspector phrases his question so if if he were to ask that at what speed do you think that the red car slammed into the brown car scene so in because the word slammed is used it would be different okay i'm i'm going off track right now but anyway i just wanted to say that even though you witnessed an incident you might respond to a question to two different questions about the same thing but phrased differently so my a uh, person might respond differently to that so what does that represent uh, what does that say about our brains that it's con- it continuously tries to change the memories into what it thinks is the simplest and the most logical uh sequence of events so basically what the book says here is that the brain tries to simplify things it doesn't understand and i have read it in a lot of places so i would say that it's true so what the brain is basically trying to simplify here is the concept of multiverse and that different lives can exist run alongside one another like uh, like the branches of a tree another analogy which was used here a lot so that's one and secondly um now this might sound harsh to some people but as we know the library offers us the chance to undo our actions erase our regrets and because of this it sort of feels to me like it's sort of an escapism okay and um if i were to use a gaming analogy which i am not sure if it will be a right one but still i want to say it is it's like you have infinite lives for the same game and you can respawn at the lab- like if you can respawn when you see that whatever choice you took isn't working out which is what i saw in the in case in the case of nora like every time she picks up a life no matter whatever 
however hard or whatever she feels no matter what life she chooses how she ends up she always um she always goes back to the library and it's like she's she has never like she can never fully accept any life there and i um that is one thing that i didn't really like about this because um she never felt home at home or accepted any life or felt comfortable in any life so every time initially it uh, it, uh, it 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 seemed to me that she was not really ready to accept any life no matter how hard or how comfortable or whatever it is and um it well it didn't i didn't relate to it but i guess um it makes sense because she was very depressed otherwise why would she have killed herself right and anyway um i really do feel that this because of this and how simple it makes life and makes it uh, makes life look like so I, um, like if you have uh, if you face any kind of a difficulty like even if your marriage goes bad you uh, you can just get out of that entire life and not deal with it at all and go into some other life now that really feels like escapism and we when we don't get that option right so and um i really do feel that uh, this book might give some people some very wrong ideas and given that it's already coated with some heavy science stuff it might seem a lot convincing so yeah that's one of the things that i actually didn't like about the book and the library's concept but anyway moving on to the third point well um and there is no third point for me right now because i cannot think of another symbolism for the library but any uh, what i wanted to say was uh, i guess things that i felt like are the greatest takeaways from the story there is no life where we can always be happy like there is no life which doesn't have its own challenges and hard times and there is no life where we won't have to make a difficult choice right every life will have its own balance will have its own potential and its own opportunities but uh, what is most important is that we love and accept ourselves like instead of dwelling on the past and on our regrets we need to accept them and be proud of ourselves for making it so far because things could have turned out very differently right so whatever we have done whatever we have achieved it's it's something we should be proud of and we should accept the opportunities which are coming in front of us and move ahead love the people in our lives but most importantly we need to love ourselves that is even though i said yeah i love the people in our lives it shouldn't be at the cost of ourselves that is if you um you should know that you cannot make everybody happy now you have to use your own conscience your own judgment here 
to see that whatever it takes to make somebody happy to love them it should not harm you and your dreams and your goals and in everything about you right so that is one of the key takeaways of this life of this of this book that whatever happens you have to accept it and move on and you have to have love and feel needed and help others who need you but nothing should be at the cost of you you are the soul 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 of your universe so if you you should do whatever it takes to nurture your personality your soul your dreams your goals and don't be mad at me for sounding like a pep talk but yeah that's that's the that's the fault of the book because it kind of moonlights as a self help manual of sorts and that's almost all i wanted to say about the book and we have covered what the book is about some points some things i felt or the library represented and we also covered the message the general message of the book now would i recommend this book to you well it depends it's a very popular book i guess it it released around around 2020 or 2019 something i have heard a lot about this on a lot of uh book bloggers platforms and so yeah this is a popular read but now if you are actually well if the premise interests you if you like the general message of the story and if you are into books that talk about the general philosophy of life then yes this is the book for you you should totally read uh, you should totally get this one and yeah i would be rating it somewhere around 3 and a half or 4 cuz i had some issues with with the fact that yeah life is never really that easy for us to just undo whatever mistakes we had but it was generally a good read it had a lot of interesting points like no matter how different lives she took she was never at home at any of them so yeah thank you for listening and i'll be back with another episode on either a different book or i am planning on doing a thing where i pick a book for the month and then progress my i mean sorry record my progress through the book so i'll do one of those and i'll get back to you thank you for listening and have a good day